Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello, and welcome to Science Faction 628. Science Faction, what are you wrong about? Uh, hey, mate, uh, Robert, Robert, you've been yanking me about, mate, look. When I signed on to do this character of Damien, you said that there would be weekly notes every week and that I would know what my character's motivation was, what new perversities he was going to be getting into this week, uh-huh. things like that. You yep. didn't send me any notes today, mate. That's and true. so you expect me to come up here. I'm not an improv actor, mate. I need a script. <laughs> Literally took improv classes together, so I disagree. That was me studying the character of Damien Mikado, mate. <laughs> you were playing the role. You were improvising the role of somebody taking improv classes with me. Yeah, yeah, D- Damien Mikado, mate, is, is is an improv master. Yeah, second <laughs> to nothing, mate. But, but what we're talking about here is, is, is me, Richard... O'Shaughnessy. See, I'm not. I can't even make up a last name. I'm not even good at improv, and yet you have me. <laughs> you have me playing Damien without any notes. And so you set. You already set this episode up for failure, mate. Oh dear. Uh, I can't even decide if I'm British or Australian, mate. Like, that's another thing. And speaking of the Australian of this show, I of course am your host, comedian archaeologist Robert Timothyer, and with me, as always, is my comedian, Mr. Damien McCrotter. I'm trying to think of like an Australian actor that would be funny, like like a like an Australian Dom DeLuise. And there's no like it makes it even more offensive that you're you're calling yourself Australian because like what Steve Irwin is like the least manly Australian, and even he is obscenely manly. So like I, like you're not Volkanovsky, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think like Errol Flynn. I think he might have been Tasmanian. That might be going back a little far. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, Mel Gibson. He's Australian, right? Isn't he? Yeah, he is. But he. Uh, yeah, but he's. All, you're. You're twice as anti-Semitic as he is. <laughs> uh, I just like. I just respect the shit out of anyone who starts a, a conversation with the police officer. Hey, sugar tits. Like once you once you are at that level of fame, man, you have really you have laid it out for yourself. He was peak Mel Gibson in an era where it was unheard of to cancel actors. Like, and he would he just knew that was like, well, guess the Jews suck. Like, like, like there's there's no chance this will get out. What are people gonna do? Woody Allen's out here molesting people. What are we? Woody Allen is literally adopting children and molesting them. <laughs> marrying them. It's fucking crazy. So so Mel's a little anti-Semitic. What's the big deal? Do you ever want to get me started on Roman Polanski? Oh, dear. And if you want to get started on Roman Polanski, go ahead and check out our Patreon. You can search Robert Timothy on Patreon, where you'll find a whole another episode of Science Faction every single week that may or may not contain information about Roman Polanski. I chose Roman Polanski. That probably wasn't a good one. You needed to pick somebody who would be canceled years later. What, it's not like I'm Cosby or something? Yeah, that would have been the better one. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. Oh, and, and if you're looking for something else to do, if you're looking for another podcast, check out Awful Neutral. We are a D&D live play podcast. It is insanely funny. Uh, it is. If you like the comedy of this podcast, you'll love the comedy of that podcast because it's all the comedy with there, but it's just it, we, we, we don't try to teach you anything. Mm-hmm. It's all just empty calories, all yes. empty calorie comedy calories that just leave you with a big smile. 
Yeah, you just so, went to like a a French pastry chef and got something that knocked your socks off, and that's us. Right, but the pastry was poisoned with nerdy, nerdy D and D bullshit. Listen, Bobby, your own hatred for D and D aside, come have a lot of fun. The thing is. Bobby would have so much fun playing with us because all of his friends that are that play with us are all really funny people. Plus, I would design a campaign that would just like like I'd have to design a campaign that would like force him to play. Like you are an archaeologist, uh, an expert in the Kumeyaay people, and you've been transported to this world of <laughs> might and magic. Uh, I wouldn't be able to stop beating up nerds long enough to play, Damien. Sorry. <laughs> all right, let, let me see a dice roll before you make such a claim. <laughs> Uh, and if you're looking for something to do on Sundays uh, and you'd like to uh, a more of a live element, uh, we just started a live stream on Twitch. Just uh, go to Twitch and search Awful Neutral. Uh, we do it at Sundays, 11 Pacific Standard Time. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, uh, check us out if you want to see how ugly uh, the cast of Awful Neutral is. Now, normally we use this main show to review the science articles of the week. That's the main thing we do. And we usually do other things, either additional science articles or any other kind of fun bits or gags we have on our Patreon. Or fun guests stop by, Alex Jones. Exactly. Because of the way things worked out, I felt this was an episode we really needed to do on our main feed. So we are doing this today in lieu of doing the normal science articles. And I specifically chose a time when there was a slow science news week. So you're not necessarily going to get a new science article this week, because we're going to discuss a science article we talked about last week and something a little bit more broad in terms of decision making. So unfortunately, this week, you won't hear about any of the, uh, the articles that did come out that we won't report on, including the cloning of an Arctic fox. It's not that big a deal. Don't worry about it. Possible cause of type 1 diabetes found, a 7,000-year-old structure in the Czech Republic, or Bluetooth face masks that detect and identify viruses in the air. And if you want to learn about all that stuff, go ahead and read some science news for once this week. Do you have to pair it to a certain virus, though? Like pairing to (laughs) the flu. Damn it, I'm connected to somebody's flu. Can somebody turn off your Wi-Fi? Hold on, I gotta see if I have the flu. What is the pairing code? It's usually zero, zero, zero. I know it's usually zero, but this one's not working, zero, zero, zero. Yeah, this is why you don't name shit like Sonic the Hedgehog, because it plays hell. Like, there's no numerical system. Like, you go to a gym and you're like, I'm hooked up to Sonic the Hedgehog, and then all of a sudden you start coughing violently. However, if uh, you wanted to hear about something like, for instance, the big whale beachings going on in Tasmania, you can still check that out from us. That will be the subject of this week's Patreon, so make sure you get Patreon for this week. But for now, uh, let's move right on to this week's topic, What Am I Wrong About? This is good. I'm glad you brought this up, uh, and I'm glad we're going to talk about this, because we talked about something a little bit ago. You Specifically, you discussed, and I know this is part of your broader topic, but but you discussed how, um, and we'll get into it more, but you discussed how we are better off now than we were in like the 1960s and 70s, yes. these, these, these yes. golden eras we look back. And while I, I always believe you, Bobby, sure. I even support, like when, when, every, when everybody, when I was saying, when I was repeating your, your, your words and saying COVID is going to shut this country down and people were calling me a fucking wacko, <laughs> yeah. I stood by it and I stood by you. The reason I bring this up, though, sure. is because this specific example, and, I, and this was like your example of how... The left, but really myself especially, sure. 
Well, this was something we had talked about before, and it coincides with an idea of political partisanship kind of driving what you believe to be a salient or true or not, meaning that if you're in one political group, you're more likely to think something is true, and you're also more likely to give credence to ideas that that group thinks is true, and more likely to be skeptical of ideas that the other or out group thinks is true. Yes. Now, because of what you said in that article, like, and there wasn't uh-huh. like I could look up data. It's not like I could read sure. the article. You know, you just, you just, you really tell it to me day of. You send me the notes sure. before, yeah, beforehand. Yeah. And, but so much of what you said really went against the grain of a majority of the education stats stuff. And so I'm, I was curious, okay, I believe Bobby, but at the same time, that's going against a lot of the teaching that I had, my formal education. And in case those of you guys weren't around and didn't hear that episode, it was maybe a month or two back, you can go back and look at it. But in that particular case, what Damien is talking about is where we talked about perceptions versus reality and perceptions of things like the middle class. And so in terms of the economic size of the middle class in the... we. We tend to think of the 1950s as the time where the middle class was the biggest. But you look at the economic size of the middle class in the 1950s, and it is much smaller than it is now. The benefits that we think were universally put down were not. In fact, many of them didn't come around until much much after that time period. And what we think about as this golden time for workers wasn't necessarily that golden time for workers. Now, obviously, we can always look at you know differential things that swing back and forth, and there certainly were things that that were done better back then and that are not done better now, but we idealize that as a time where this we had this big, huge, burgeoning middle class. When you look at it, what we actually had was a huge rising of a lower class into a middle class, but because everybody was so excited to be in this group that was, you know, previously lower, lower class and now going up through upper, lower class into lower middle class, it was seen as a time of transition and therefore looked back upon very fondly as a time of economic prosperity, where if you compare the actual amount earned, even adjusted for inflation, your average family now uh, in the middle class will make three times what they were making back then. It was just a different style of life and a different standard of what. No, but because I bring up that, you know, there were some Mm -hmm. things that fly, like, first off, we're living in a fucking gilded age now. Income inequality is is so much worse now than it was then. Sure. Uh, things like buying a home and, yeah. uh, you know, like like the ability for somebody of, of the means of from before, for, I guess, this coming up class in the 60s and 70s, 50s too, I guess. So I was wondering, you know, is it because the difference between a worker productivity and compensation has become unhinged? So I was wondering, like, I guess my question was like, wondering where that was and be- sure. but because i voiced that because i've been your loyal soldier yeah. i got labeled as a science denier Ooh. for questioning that it in the same vein as an ivermectin chugging and used as an example <laughs> of left of, of like well th- there's this on the left and there's this on the right and it seemed extremely disingenuous plus I was like, I thought I was approaching this from a pretty scientific way. I took what you said as fact, but I also know that like, where is the, where is the, where is the incongruity here? Well, okay. This is a great jumping off point. I think this is perfect because this gets into the general idea. Yeah, of you want to talk science shit, bro? Where are you going? I got a little way back here. He's hype man at me. I don't want to go, Bobby. We'll fucking go. What's your end number, homie? What's your end number? <laughs> so we talk about, 
this general idea of what are you wrong about, right? And, and there are different ways to be wrong. There are different types of wrong. There are wrong we all know we are. For instance, if I were to say, Damien, how many atoms are in the universe? No matter what you felt in your head, you would know almost certainly the number you gave me is wrong. And the number is frankly unknowable so that no answer is right. There is no right knowable answer. A, there is a chance, though, no matter how minuscule it is, that yes. I could get it 100% right and I call BS. And you still would say bad science, even if I, like, like if we're peeking behind the veil, like there's some god or omnipotent being who's like, yep, you got it right. Like, you're like, uh, that's, there's no buzzer. I didn't hear a buzzer. Well, you know what? Then it would be wrong just because I'd be accepting an argument from authority, and I'm not into that, Damien. So I'm not going to take that god's <laughs> word. He was an impartial observer. <laughs> He has the authority of a referee in an NFL game. Is that impartial? I think I saw him on his DraftKings right beforehand. He was making some bets. <laughs> when Mattel the League says that deities can no longer bet on mortal actions. That's the new Airbud intro. Until the <laughs> League says that God can't play football. <laughs> yeah, uh, like Zeus uh, Zeus is betting on the Super Bowl, you know, because like the, the football turns into a lightning bolt and strikes down. <laughs> Uh, a fucking quarterback Ironically, of the, the Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hates Southern California. He's a he's a Raiders fan. That's who's... Oh dear. Um but there are things that we are likely conceptually wrong about. You know, a lot of people who are into certain types of, uh, you know, neuroscience or, or psychology or, or even, you know, like meditation and stuff might might point at the concept of a sense of self as like a constructed notion that we all kind of share. We create independently and we share and we pretend that those things are real when in fact that's really more of a created thing. You create this entity that is the self that all these things happen to uh, when in fact really Really, the, that's really more of a conceptual understanding of how your life works so that you can be the, the center of attention, so to speak. Uh, we believe that we have free will, that we can do whatever we want. I mean, when you really break it down, I think this is the biggest, like, the biggest one and the hardest one for people like me to really, like, wrap your head around. But, like... This one, this one wasn't. I got this one in. I got this one entirely. Uh, really? This one, as soon as you said it, it made sense. Yeah, but, like... Because I've, I've known too many garbage people. I've grew up in a dysfunctional family. Like this, but like I what you said, just feel, like drove it home. I still feel like I make decisions. I still feel like there's choice going on. Like there is a thing behind the machine that processes and blah, 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 blah. But the more we look at it, the more we realize that, no, just basic determinism says that, you know, the world is as it is. Where our brains were born a certain way. It got certain inputs into that brain. That brain will process it and put out certain outputs. And we have this idea that we have will or are doing something to cause it. But in fact, we have no more will than, you know, my laptop does in the process that it is using in recording this. I hit a button that said record. It is recording it. If you ask the laptop and the laptop had a sense of consciousness and an ego, it'd be like, I'm recording this because I want to. It's like, no, you're not. Bet you're hit. You're recording because I hit record. Yeah, but I mean, even though this does hit, this does go against the grain of what you thought. You could acknowledge, though, and and you have. Like, if 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 we were if we were to go and take Bobby in a time machine and take sure. him away from his parents at a developmental age and have him be raised by the mom from Precious, yeah, you know, like the the calculations would be different coming sure. out of Bobby. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and all the decisions made and everything like that. And you know, where Which is the why I hate my one? mom so much. <laughs> That bitch. <laughs> if you have any sort of, I, I guess you would call it mutually exclusive type religion, which would be almost every single religion, anything that's not very, very vague, 
Well, then... Like, like, do you have a religion that fucks? Is that what you're... Like, yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm exclusive with the religion, but, like... If it makes any kind of really specific claims, and there's some some very weird, broad religions that don't make that specific claims, and so you couldn't necessarily say it, but for, for most religions, either you are wrong or every other religious person is wrong, right? Like, that is the case. On mutually exclusive religions, it, if Christianity is true, Islam is by definition false and vice versa. And so if you are a Christian, if you truly believe in your God, you have to believe that everybody else is wrong. And depending on the structure of your hierarchy of uh, ascension, most of them are going to hell, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It is the logical conclusion to that style of thinking. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so you have to believe that that everybody else is wrong in that sense, or you are. So there is a, in that sense, it's not necessarily saying, what are you wrong about? But it's saying, what are either you or literally every other person on earth wrong about? 99.99% of people are wrong about. Because even if you say, oh, I'm a- Why did God make atheists so smug yeah, on internet like, debates? I'm a Christian, 30% of the world is Christian. And it's like, yeah, that's true, but they're not the same type as you and you will still go to hell in most of their religions, right? That's what's one of the reasons Pascal's wager doesn't work. It's like, there's actually more religions that you go to hell for believing in another religion than you go to hell for not believing in that religion. So Pascal's wager is actually flipped. Like the less you believe, the less likely, based on the religions we know of on earth, to go to hell. <laughs> Or Judaism. You go believe in Judaism where there's yes. like no hell, right? Yes, so true. Could, I yes. beat the game. I Kobayashi Maruj. Your, no, no, your no. Pascal's what I'm wager. saying is there's a lot of religions where being a non-believer is like, that's bad, but mm -hmm. it's you're considered on the fence. You could be brought over. But believing in the wrong God sends you straight to hell. So it's the reverse of Pascal's wager where you're like, well, if I believe in a God, then there's nothing wrong with it. But if I don't, I might go to hell. So I might as well just believe it. It's the opposite. It's like if you choose to believe in it, you're actually limiting your chances of going to so many heavens. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the 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 uh, I forgot what comedian did the bit, uh, but it was like, what if Satan's the true fucking religion all the time? Yes, We're just believing all this Je propaganda. Jim Jeffries, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, Satan just trying to be the the bigger man about it, but yeah, yeah. like, say, like hell's awesome. Oh, you can do meth, but it's like there's no negative consequences to it. Yeah, let's rock. Let's do it. Like, I don't lose my family when I do this. What about this one? This is an interesting one because it's it's a mixture of wrong and, and and I guess wrong in in terms of this show would also be just you know incorrect, misguided, and thinking about. One is a lack of concern almost every individual has with their own death, their own mortality. So few people think about their own mortality that you have 70 and 80 year olds who don't write a will because they're like, eh, fuck it, I got time. That ain't happening anytime soon. It's like, you've already, you already got 150,000 miles out of this engine, lady. You better have some money set aside for repairs because this ain't lasting that much longer. You know, like you better write your will at that time. We don't think about death. We don't plan for death. We don't view ourselves in mortal terms usually. And this is kind of this this trick we do in our heads so that we don't have to confront things. Because if you did, if somebody really thought of death as the, the surety that it was and, and avoiding it as being important, I mean, we wouldn't have people who smoke cigarettes. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have really, really dumb things that really only come about because we can push death off as being not that real in our head or at least not that soon well i mean like uh, personally I, I was a goth for a lot of years, so i confronted death so anything i do now is just is not fearing the reaper i don't want to change my behavior because then the reaper thinks that he has an effect on me and, <laughs> and then he wins this power game <laughs> i think we are really really ignorant in terms of like what we're wrong about about the damage that we do with things like farming red meat 
airline travel? I mean, airline travel is a big one. When was the last time somebody felt guilty on hopping on a plane? But literally... Going to the vet because I'm on this fucking show yes. and I've been cursed with fucking knowledge. And yeah, flying to the bachelor party, I felt yeah. guilty as fuck. I was yes. like, oh, it's in New York? Oh, fuck. If you take one cross-country flight, it's the equivalent of like almost your entire, it's six months to a year of your entire carbon output, every other thing you do. If you take only a few flights in your lifetime, you're going to double the amount of CO2 emissions that you're putting out. It's crazy. Like airline travel is so horribly bad and your participation in it is a huge part of climate change. Like make no mistake about it. Every time you check into an airplane and get on that airplane, you are causing more damage than doing almost anything else you do. I wish I'd go back to all the idiots who, like, spoke up in the 90s and 80s. And every time big rail, like, you know, like a really good sure. Europe or Japan-esque train system. Even China did a, did one, I believe. Like, you know, we could, I could, you know, for the cost of 20 bucks, I could hop on a train to New York, like a high-speed rail. Yeah. But that wouldn't be freedom. <laughs> yeah, the damage of things we do, we don't like to think about that. And so we just kind of don't. And we like either make up little excuses in our heads or just avoid thinking about it, similar to death. And we, it does not come full circle into our consciousness. We are thinking beings. And here is a list of very important, serious things that we are either inherently wrong or just ignoring so that we don't have to think about. And there are major things that have big impacts. If we could get people to think about it, maybe we could get people to stop emitting so much CO2, stop eating so much red meat, get them to write their wills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we can't. And it's crazy as supposedly logical creatures that that is the problem that we're having. Well, I think, you know, like, let's take, you know, this might not work for everyone, but let's take us uh, this specific example of uh, boomers and climate change. Yeah, they're going to like, sure. <laughs> I, I, I like they're they're trying to like do that thing where you don't have to pay for the check or you're shitty or you have to have explosive diarrhea. And you're just going to shit in a, some, in a Starbucks and leave somebody else to like, well, I'm not buying anything blowing up your bathroom. I'm just going <laughs> to nobody's going to call me on it. I'm just going to sneak out the back. <laughs> And so, like, there's no, like, if they own up to it, there's no, there's only, they're only going to get shit on. Their only hope right now <laughs> is just to ride it out to the grave and, and never learn about the internet. So. <laughs> well, but Damien, look, see, you're leaning towards some, the, the next big topic and the one we, that started this off, which are, what is a big topic of things that people are often wrong about? And when they're often wrong about it, they're wrong because they have other energy that pushes them towards their ideas that isn't necessarily based on logic. And one of the biggest ones, next to religion, next to fear of death, next to not wanting to feel guilty for things like eating meat or plane travel, is political thoughts. A huge one is political thoughts because we always want to imagine that we are in the right and the other is in the wrong. Damien, this episode was actually inspired by a line you had on one of the previous ones when we were talking about this, about the difference in, in political ideology. And one of your statements was like, like I, don't know, I think it was like, you just want health care for everybody. And, and uh, I forgot what it was. But that's it was a perfect example of the idea that one political side has noble values. The other one does not. And you just happen to be on the right one. If you were to bring stuff out, I bet there would absolutely be separations. There would be differences in you uh, between the different groups. But if you did everything where you did it like those those astrology tests where you cut out the astrology predictions without the, the title, you know, Libra or something on the top and give them to a bunch of people and they sort them out and pick who's them and everybody gets who's wrong. I have a feeling you would actually get a lot of the shit wrong if it didn't have the R&D next to it and it was presented differently. 
See, I I disagree because the the, the D uh, you you mistake me. Uh, the D they are ineffectual. They, I mean, the, the D just means uh, when I see a D next to something, usually that just means it's a, a corporate master has uh, given the sure. thumbs up to their to their puppet. Sure. That uh, hey, you can do some sort of virtue signal, but don't affect bottom line profits. Don't actually do anything that would fix this problem. But sure. feel free to take a knee in a dashiki. And so sure. like, I, I feel like that's a misnomer. And secondly, I feel like you're saying this like in a like like I believe, and I think the reason a lot of the world has gone left is because starting in 1980, conservatism became a victim of its own success. They won. We are seeing the world as brought to you by a conservative wet dream. Corporates, corporations are people. No accountability. Uh, the, uh, we're living in a gilded age. Tax burdens. Are, are, are for the wealthy or at historic lows and corporations uh, for you know it, it, we are living in a time sure when when if uh, uh, we but are somebody, seeing but somebody from the right could make that same argument right they could be like look gay marriage is legal you're allowed to buy weed we have transgender rights the left has won uh, because society has progressed in some but but wait we won in the face of of a of a minority the of a uh, of we won in the face a very loud minority who who using a using the right levers. but this is what I mean but this is what I mean is that perspective shift comes from that political side of saying look that side won and here is why but the other side would say the exact same thing. No, but I mean, come on. I mean, but that's I mean, like the fact that like we no longer have a left party. The fact that our that our that our Democrats are a center right party, uh, uh, at least if we're using the world and other democracies sure. as as the as the scale by which we go. I mean, like yeah, you know, you could be a conservative and say like yeah, you're right. Conservatives have lost the culture war. That is absolutely true. They have lost the culture war because turns out preaching hate and bigotry. Uh, just isn't as popular now. This isn't like the the 30s, I guess, you know? Um, sure. It's not as popular. But I mean, I think if the right had a scientific argument behind literally anything, I think like back in the day, you could say like, you know, hey, there was a conservative and a, and a, and a more liberal person talking about tax rates. I believe the tax rate should be point oh whatever. You know, that reasonable minds can disagree on things. But you are, but there... We are living in a time when the right has become unhinged. And it's not just my person. They don't adhere to facts. If if you are a Republican who adheres to reality, the reality, same reality that you and I share, you are not going to succeed in your average district. In Maybe in a purple state you could do well, but in a red state you cannot. And this is the government we are fighting. Fascism is a very real threat. And this... So then let me, let me ask you this. Do you think that that couldn't also be said for the other side? Pointing at specific issues. Uh, uh, what issue? What issue is? And you know, and make it a, a political one, not like like some people on the left believe in astrology. Yeah, there are dumb fucking people on the left who believe in some stupid shit. I okay. agree, but that's not like popular political stuff. Right. Let's talk about things like an anti-GMO movement that has been almost exclusively based in the left. It was very, very strongly pushed to the point that it's, it has to do with legislation, our ability to get certain foods in stores, our ability to, to license and regulate farms and how they act, to the entire Greenpeace movement, which we've covered on this show before, is this, you know, you know if you want to talk about the ultimate hypocrisy, is obviously very, very far left. I, I consider myself on the left, and so it, it is mostly offending to me, but you have people going, oh, listen, we care, we 
care about poor kids and people of color and people who are impoverished. And it's like, let's let half a million poor kids die every single year from vitamin A deficiency because otherwise people might accept GMOs as being good if we allow them to have golden rice that will save their lives. Yeah, I think that goes to a, to another problem. I think the left. All right, well, let's confront what you just said. First off, yes. Bobby, I would say that that within left and within the right as well, there are generational differences. You know, like Greenpeace sure. became a very powerful organization, so that people and a time before the internet, before people really knew what was under the mask. You know, and, and so I, sure. I do think that I do think that people on the left, like I look at uh, people on the left being anti-nuclear, but that's usually an older person. I think yes. like when you no, look at I like mean, that, that was going to be one of the ones I talked about too is is a huge percentage of anti-nuclear sentiment which is somewhat hypocritical because it is per, it is significantly preventing our ability to get away from greenhouse gas emissions when it comes to power production. I think what you're talking about Bobby is a generational difference. And and yes, I agree. There are like uh the people on the left while they have been on the right side of history of Let's say fucking almost everything, and like oh, they were the people against Jim Crow. Jim Brown, famous, like executed by the state, but a famous like, hey, I was right. <laughs> and I famous mean, well, lefty. Uh, again, famous lefty. When you say throughout history, let's remember the Khmer Rouge and Mao and Stalin and stuff like like the left has its problems, and so. Well, I mean, yes. Okay, I am. Yes, there is the left. I am not for authoritarianism. Left. I am more sure. for collectivism, which I think sure. is a policy like that, when used in moderation, can greatly benefit your average American or world citizen's life. I don't believe that uh, giving the majority of the profits, especially when the uh, to the uh, well-offs, to the haves, especially when the have-nots did most of the work. So yes, there are there are people on the on the left, uh, especially. And, and by the way, I'm I'm really referring to the American left because I really am not educated about the sure. left, and I, I know uh, very broadly uh, the atrocities of communism. But then again, I also know very broadly the atrocities of capitalism, sure. which are which which are brushed that's under kind the, of the rug. Point. But isn't this the, that's kind of the point too? Is like, look from the other perspective, it's so much easier to see the atrocities of the other side. Okay, yes, I, I agree. But you know, the, the, I can say that this: I am not an old hippie who is against nuclear power. I am not sure. an old hippie who still supports Greenpeace. I am part of a generation which I believe most of the left that I identify. Like, I, there are circles of old hippies. I don't run in them. They're really not good at using the, using the internet, so I can't really like well, like study up on them as well. Do you think if you polled the youthful far left that they would be pro nuclear power? Yes, I don't think they would be. I, I really do. I, I think we're because these this is a, this is a generation of people who who come from. Uh, I I really do. Uh, I think they they come from an era where they knew how to use the internet. They they're, they're I'm not going to say they're right about everything, but they're usually more informed on issues and nuclear. But they're also grown up in a generation where they have to combat climate change and and nuclear power has proven safe. Uh, you know, like whatever scare tactics. You're, I mean, you're Greenpeace. making a lot of uh, very rational arguments, but I will say this: I talk to people our age or younger, and I can say I am oftentimes the uh, the one of the very few pro nuclear proponents around. I mean, that's a very that is not a very well supported thing. You know, maybe I'm just not talking about nuclear power enough with uh, when I go to my commie <laughs> meetings. All right, but. But uh, uh, but uh, from my, I have never heard from anybody who is our age. I can say this, you know, maybe we have different experiences. Maybe we've, but, but sure. 
Uh, I mean, if anything, uh, we talked about Thorium Power on this podcast, but uh, sure. and I, was, I thought I was an early person to know about it. Yeah. But since then, I've actually seen it discussed and heard about it from people who I know don't listen to this podcast, and I know don't listen to Skeptics Guide. You know, I think there is, I think people are seeing that this is a safe, and maybe I'm wrong. This is this is totally sure. anecdotal. But what I yeah. can say is is that I think that there is, especially when you consider, you know, the, the great foe. Uh, sure. today, uh, you know, which which might be misinformation, whatever you choose that to be. Right. But there is a generation of people on the left. And basically, I'm not saying maybe not all truth is on the left right now, but sure. fuck near all of it is. And that's a that's a conscious choice by people in charge pulling the levers to basically say, like, hey, we have a super unpopular message, but um, bigots love hate. We could probably manipulate the electoral college by sending migrants other places and uh, uh, doing lines of ivermectin. Do you think when the other side looks at you, do you think they also think there are bigots that only really care about their hate on that side as well? Oh, yes. I, 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 conservatives okay. are wonderful at victimizing themselves. Sure. Oh, yes. I've, I've talked to many Christians who, who who will proselytize. And then when I'm when I'm like, hey, man, cool it. Not everybody's. They will consider themselves the victims because the, in their minds... You're right. In their minds, they're just trying to spread the truth, and I won't hear the truth. Huh. Uh, and so I, I, you're right. But that's why everybody needs a little bit of humility. And Bobby, you know as well as I do, as well as most people who love me, is that I hate myself. I want to be right. <laughs> I will. I, I have no ego to prop up. If you say something, Bobby, and it corrects me, you know I will change my mind right then on the spot. No, that's true. It's one of your best qualities is you, you, you do change your mind according to the evidence. Here, because here I am a water diviner who's looking for truth. And, and it's not to confirm my bias. I have cha- I have said, hey, I'm fucking wrong many times in life. I had sure. to do a, a paradigm shift on my thought. But each time I'm, I'm searching for truth. It's so. Uh, but, uh, but I think this is what ends up happening is when you find yourself in either of those thoughts, when you say you're on this team or that team or you believe in this thing or that thing, oftentimes when information is then presented to you that conflicts with it, you find a way to either rationalize it on one side or demonize it on the other. Now, this is just kind of how human beings work because we're so tribal. By the way, huge podcast shout out. I I highly recommend something called uh, You Are Not So Smart. Fantastic podcast that talks about how to change people's minds. Look at the differences that you would see if you just saw it from the other perspective without those presuppositions already there. So... Well, I mean, like, I, the, 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 I understand why you're doing this, as a, but I, I think you're doing a false middleman comparison because... You know, like, uh, you're leaving out the fact that my point that the other side has gone batshit fucking crazy. And, but. And, 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 and so, like, my broad sweeping generalizations are true. They are true. And, I, and I'm tired of being proven right. I wish I was proven wrong. But that's exactly what that other side would say about us right now. Okay, it's okay, easier. doesn't say that, though. But, like, when, you, when your whole fucking agenda is, is saying, fuck you, science, and fuck you, book learning, and fuck you, experts. Like, see, you and I at least adhere to a scientific method. There is a code. There is there is a self-built-in way that, that, that updates. And is it perfect? No, but it is the best system we have, and we adhere to that. And so if scientifically, if scientifically it came out like, hey, just being a conservative military, that that led to the to the to the best society, the happiest life, uh, the, the best overall outcomes. Do, do you think I'd be left? Do you think many people would be left? Well, but what I'm saying is so 
we tend, like I said, we, we tend to excuse the problems we, we have ourselves and then amplify the downsides of the other team. So we aren't always seeing the world exactly as it is. We're seeing it as we believe it to be and how we reinforce it. So like, here's, here's a good example. I don't think there are very many rational people, no matter how far right wing you are, no matter how much you deny the existence of white privilege or, or a differentiation in our justice system. If you just look at the raw numbers, which you can do in terms of the conviction rates of black men versus white men in the state of Alabama for the crime of murder. Let's say let's say we don't even look at conviction rate because then you could say, well, maybe they, they got too many of these guys who are innocent or blah, blah. Let's just say these guys are guilty. We have convicted them of this murder. What is the number of years they get sentenced to it? no matter how much of a denier you were of white privilege or inherited Southern racism or whatever, looking at the numbers of the years that white guys spend in jail for the exact same crime black guys do, it would be impossible to deny the math on that, that there is a problem, right? Now, Damien, what do you think somebody who was, you know, kind of an antithetical to the idea of white privilege and stuff would then say is the issue, the reason that black men are getting sentenced to jail for longer than white men, uh, even though they're committing the same crimes? Well, what would be their justification? Uh, from my experience, and, and this is like I've listened to many of a rant. I mean, shit, you know me, Bobby. I mean, like I'm part of that paradigm shift. I used to be a much more bigoted person and sure. and, and and say things along these veins and, and sure. believe them. Sure. And it was, and it was real. And, and what they would say is probably something that makes them feel better about their culture. That's nativist thing. Like, well, that's just what's happening in those communities. It's there's no dad. There's no. No, no, no. But why is it? What's the unfairness? Why is it that white people don't get as many years in prison? If, if they get sentenced for the same crime, if you look at those Alabama prison rolls and you look at mm. what the judges sentenced them to, it is impossible to deny that black men are getting sentenced to more years in prison for the exact same crime. You know, I, I, I can honestly say that I've never gotten in that in that part of the argument with some of my more conservative friends because they okay. would not accept what you said as fact. But if you showed them and they and they accepted it, what would they say? I don't know. Do you think that they would deny that that is an element of a privilege of being a white man? Would they try and claim that it's something else or would they be like, well, OK, yeah, that's one of the perks of being a white dude? I think you could talk talk to them like, like you know, there's a reason, you know, like every white guy makes a joke you know, about being a black guy around a cop. You know, there, there's a reason yeah. that I've, I, you don't have to be on a construction site for very long to hear a racist thing about being a minority and uh, and uh, crime or, or just perception by police. Yeah. So I think I think it is known. I think I think a lot of these people do know. They just they just they do just enjoy they their would position. Then, they they the would then go like, all right, that's white privilege then. No, no, they, they wouldn't. I mean, like I've I've talked to people who okay. who are uh, who are creationist Christians and 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 that's probably it. because they have a story in their head, right? That that's kind of bullshit. That's not true. That's not the right way the world works. The way the wo world works is very different. It works that, you know, everybody works hard. And I just work hard. And that's the way it is, right? In reality, white privilege is real. That is why that is going on. So is racism, blah, 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 blah. But now let's turn to the liberal and be like, look, I got the exact same numbers. I got them. This is from Alabama, 1965. This is the number of years a black man gets sentenced uh, for a crime versus the number of years a white man gets sentenced. You can see a black man, for every year a white man gets sentenced, a black man gets, gets sentenced to 1.45 years of prison. And they'd be like, yes, there you go. That's absolutely true. That's A liberal would say that's the example of white privilege, that it absolutely shows that white men are the most privileged group in America, and this is an example of it. And then you go, that's 1960s Alabama. 
Let me pull out the exact same sheet for 2022 America in general, and you will see that for every year a white man gets for the exact same crime, a white woman gets 0.4 years, meaning whites and blacks were more equal in the justice system in Alabama in 1964 than men and women are in the criminal justice system in 2022, but women are the benefit. Do we then, as liberals, say, look, white women are the most privileged group on earth. Why aren't we talking about their privilege here? Not their privilege over other races, their privilege over white men. Well, I think the reason you wouldn't say that is because there's a lot of area. You could, I mean, I honestly, if you were using it extremely contextually, you might get some blowback if, you know, if somebody just took a sound clip. But I do sure. believe in a lot of the podcasts, you know, uh, I listen to at least, the very commie fucking podcast I listen to. Uh -huh. If you use that and, but said like, hey, in this specific example, sure, it is advantageous to be a woman. But I think like for for that broad statement you said to be true, we but would why, have to but overlook why would you say all the in other this ways. It's not this specific instance. The, the, the legal justice system is a huge deal. And we wouldn't say in this specific instance for anything else, right? It's only when it goes against the political narrative that we have. So the political narrative is that white women should always be considered to be disenfranchised below white men. And if so you find you're, saying, you're saying all of life is the criminal justice system? I mean, that's, no, no, that's no. absurd. I mean, because there's a ton of discrimination you could get while right. never even contacting the criminal justice but, system. But notice, notice you didn't say that's because white women are incredibly privileged in the criminal justice system. You, what you said was, in this one specific instance, we can find, see, these are the way we rationalize things in our heads, right? I'm not, so, because I acknowledge what you're saying is true. Sure. But, but, but I mean, but I mean, like, like what you're saying is like, I feel like this is a gaslighting because what you're saying, you're saying is like, well, if, if you don't accept my premise, but I think your premise is flawed because there are many instances and we could, and if you really want yes. to go into it, we can go into it. True. There are many true, instances true. where but being a it, woman is a disadvantage. And, yes. and to say that because of the legal, because you are extremely, you are privileged in the legal system as a, right. as a white woman, but yes. that doesn't mean that you are a privileged class, I would say overall, it just means in this instance, in this category, sure. you got to check. Whereas sure. the black guy gets a minus yes. and like the black guy gets a, you, a B, you get an A. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, like there are grades, but I mean, like to say that, that I can, I can accept what you're saying. But you also accepted, based solely on that and not on saying anything else, just on that evidence, that we could say to somebody from the South, look, this is an example of white privilege. And if they were denying it, they would be denying pretty something pretty obvious, right? Now, we don't think of women as being privileged because it's not part of our narrative. So if we take that out, we have to say, this is a special exemption. Oh, look, there are other ways that women are also hurt. Of course there are, but that's true in all examples, right? You only feel the need to point it out because it runs counter to the narrative of female privilege. Now, I don't think females are privileged over men. I want to make sure this is clear. What I am pointing out is when you have a narrative that pushes everything in one direction, if you run through your systems that way, which is in some ways what both groups do at all times, if you run through your systems that way, you will always see individual examples as either anecdotes or an excuse or yes, but this is different from that, or it's not the same thing. Whereas if you look at that objectively, what you would say is, when we look at the American justice system, what we can see is there is a racial privilege that very, very strongly favors people of Caucasian ancestry. And there's an even stronger privilege that favors females. And by the way, that also goes along race lines as well. So while you are less privileged in that justice system as a black female than you are as a white female, you are more privileged as a black female than you are as a black male. 
That's really interesting, and it changes the discussion. It changes what we're talking about. Let's move to something that's somewhat similar. Well, I, I just I just think a lot of your examples are, are like, you know, because you're choosing this one thing where if you showed it to me, I would respond with data. You could respond back and be yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay. If you said that to a conservative, he would refer, you would ref pull bullshit out of thin air, and there wouldn't be a, he would be... Like, I mean, like, like, okay. And, and secondly, you're also using this example. That's, mm -hmm. that's, you know, like, like, for example, you're using a uh, privilege, you yes. know, but there is a strong case that both classes uh, are not like you and I, as, as, as white guys, quote unquote, yeah. uh, well, I use me because I've, I've, I'm an albino, whatever, but sure. as white guys, yeah, you know, I, I use myself as the baseline. Sure. Uh, and so maybe that's my thinking there. So uh, my baseline, like, yeah, uh, being a woman is, you know, like the fact that you can't walk down the street without fe being fucking scared. Sure. The fact that you can't own a social media account without getting dicks thrown at you. The fact that your career sure. will have roadblocks thrown in, thrown at it. The fact that you will have mediocre men routinely talk down to you just as part of society, just sure. as, and, and like, and that stuff I don't have to put up with. So to me. That doesn't seem like a privileged class. I could say that, yeah, but to be a white woman, a wealthy white woman, yeah, your your life's going to be good, you know. Or to be a white woman in general over like uh, a, a, a Latina woman, like a, a, yeah. a Latina immigrant woman, yeah, th there is there is a certainly privilege. But I mean, sure. to, to 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 talk about blanket statements, I mean, blanket statements. If you are black, not even in the criminal justice system, if you are black in America, there is a strong headwind. Uh, yes, <laughs> against yeah, you. totally. But this is what I mean is. Look, we can measure that headwind in terms of the criminal justice system. And that headwind between the races is literally smaller than it is between white men and, and white women. But we don't see that as a problem, right? But in reality, all we're doing is reinforcing our own narrative. The reason that's important is the whole idea of changing your mind focuses around the ability of you to accept the idea that the worldview with which you are looking at the world is flawed. Doesn't mean it's completely wrong, but it means it has a flaw enough for the facts that fit outside of that to get in. I think what you have been talking about with your frustration with conservatives seems to be more of a frustration with the inability to let those outside facts into somebody's worldview and then change the worldview or adapt it as opposed to the worldview being the overarching thing and those facts get bulldozed over by the worldview whenever that person hears new facts. What I would point out to you is you are probably more susceptible to that, even in this own conversation, than you would believe because of that inherent thing we do, where we do think, oh, this is the right way. I do have this right because it's been reinforced so many times in my head. The outside thing must be an aberration. It must be something different. It's not the same as this thing that I see. And the inability to flip that viewpoint tends to be what keeps people from changing their minds. It seems like pretty much like you caught me on like this weird, like semantical thing where I, 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 you know, I, I personally don't, I, I, maybe you're speaking over my head and, and, and I can only like that. If I look on, I might need to go back and listen to what you're saying like three or four okay. times. But to me, what you're saying is, yeah, white women are not as, uh, not as privileged or, or vice versa as you thought since you are wrong. And my thing is like, maybe I wasn't right about the specifics, but, but you, but like, yes, I, I don't, I, perhaps I don't understand what you're saying because to me, so, so there's a difference between the way black men are, are, are th measured throughout the legal system. You know, like, honestly, 
Uh, there's so much wrong with our legal system that honestly, that little thing you're you're like saying, and I I don't care. I because like, but let's do just you say, care that black men go to jail more than white men? Yes, absolutely. So shouldn't you care about both? I I care about our legal system. I think you know if we're if we're getting into our legal justice system, Bobby. I think. But you just said you didn't percent- care. You didn't care that the women got half the time that men less than half. You didn't care about that. If you cared about the difference between the racial disparity, how come you don't care about that? How come I don't care that women are punished less, you know, sure. uh, than white men, uh, and and that difference is that, yeah, honestly, Bobby, because it's new information. A lot of the times you are hearing about things, and you have to read up on it. I think sure. yes, in a totally. perfect world, we would we would uh, all be punished equally, and I think that that is the ideal. But that's really not the world we live in. We live in a world where people, where cops are allowed to lie their ass off. We, if if we couldn't film them, and by the way, that's another thing about the legal system too, is that like. Uh, if this was a control, I think the police would be a, a control that would be very hard to account for, especially the, the bias that comes from... No, we're just uh, talking about the time when somebody gets convicted. From the time they're convicted, they've been convicted of the same crime. This is murder one. Are you getting five years or ten years? That's it. And, and yes, I, I, there are other, there are certainly other biases involved, but this is, this is the I, point. I, I mean, like, so, so everybody's prosecuted equally. Great. That, that's perfect. Yeah. I, that, that's the ideal world. I mean, but like, it, it is, is men, is, are women like, yeah, that's now that you're mentioning it as it's, it's something that I'm growing to care about in front of you. But, but to me, like, I, I don't really care as much about this pebble when there are so many boulders that need to be removed from this legal system. Let me take one that I've seen you talk about recently that I, that's been silly and a lot of people have brought up before. A lot of people have brought up this week was the conservatives getting perturbed by uh, the, the Little Mermaid being black. Yes, I mean, that's that's insane. I, I don't see that's a thing that I don't really know if like that's manufactured. Does the Disney studio put this out to promote the movie? Sure. But then like yeah. I'll, I will read like one guy's thing. And then also I do yeah. know a bunch of guys who are like conservative libertarians who um, this seems to be a little bit of an issue for them. Yeah. OK. Yeah. But OK, Damien, were you mocking people a year ago when they were going after Tilda Swinton for playing an Asian character of a comic book? Yes. In fact, me and my wife regularly use the uh, <laughs> the Scarlett Johansson should play this as a joke. Me and my wife go like, well, who's going to play my Angelou? We think Scarlett Johansson is the perfect actress to play this. But I mean, look, it, I, and now listen, I feel comfortable talking about these because I am on the left side of the political agenda, you know, all cards on the deck and stuff. So I, I kind of like to look at the failings of my own side. But, you know, what I see the conservatives getting all riled up about the Little Mermaid. I'm like, yeah, that's dumb as shit. By the way, you people who are getting riled up about Tilda Swinton, you know, playing a supposedly Asian character in a comic book that a white guy fucking wrote 60 years ago. You're silly too. And you you both should be mocked equally for that silliness. I think the be- the better comparison, at least like one that I, like, I guess the, uh, the split over like Dave Chappelle. Like to me, I felt like, and I was a guy who like, you know, was a comedian who knows Chappelle's a legend. I felt like his last special was like lazy. I, I saw the punchlines coming, and it just seemed to be more like a rant against uh, transphobic people or, or trans trans people. Uh, I, I think that would be something, you know, like the sure. right saying, "Oh, it's conservative." Uh, but the, the Little Mermaid thing, fuck it. I, here's where I stand on that. I don't care if they change the race on everybody because, I've, as I've grown older, I've realized we got to see all of our white superheroes. You know, sure. like we didn't get to. I I have people in my family who grew up with like really dark skin. Like like sure. dark Latin skin, and you know the now that there's movies out where like Coco, they love Coco. You know, like like they're growing up mm-hmm. in a time where they get to identify with the heroes too. And to me, that's, that's like a special thing you give to a kid. You know, like like let 
let, let a black girl want to be a fucking mermaid, man. Like, who gives a shit? There's a white girl version, too. Like, I, I don't care. Like, it's... Sure. Let a kid be happy. Shit. Right, but you would admit that it would be political suicide for any of us to have mocked the people who were offended at Tilda Swinton a year ago, whereas political kudos for doing that against the Little Mermaid ones, when they're both fucking idiots. Both those groups are fucking idiots. I, I, I didn't hear about it one as much, but you're right. You know, there are times, yeah, on the left where you, you kind of just got to shut up uh, about stuff. You know, like, for example, I railed against Hillary Clinton. Uh, I was like, yeah. no, it should be Bernie. And I know a lot of, like, feminists were like, you hate women. And you're like, no, she's a fucking corporate Democrat. She's she's there to promote. The, she's the Wall Street candidate. <laughs> Pick somebody who's going to do something for you, not just take a D and a shiki. I know that wasn't her, but I used the, the whole D t- platform for that. So the, the reason I, I did this show, which was like, three times as long as one of our normal shows. I got a lot of email actually about the the shows we did talking about, oh, well, let's talk about the specific uh, contradictions you see. And let's talk also about the idea of changing their minds. Now, one, I wanted to focus on a lot of these because you got brought up, you were, you were stating your viewpoints, but also because I am quite far left myself. I don't express it as much as Damien. And I always think that it's good to go after your own viewpoints for those reasons. Find the flaws in your own thinking because that's going to help you shore up your own ideas. But more importantly, Importantly, I think it's an important exercise to go through your sacred cows and kill them and figure out what it is that is wrong with your thinking style, right? And your thinking style might be, as is most of us, overtly simplified, and it's more likely to be overtly simplified on political lines than anything else except for religion. So between those two things, we can see the obfuscation of much of the truth, which can lead us into these tribal packs of this side does that and that side does the other, when in fact, both sides are probably doing the same thing. We are probably doing it ourselves as we are accusing the other side, right? So like, as you, know you one are- side st- stayed inside during the pandemic and the other side said, fuck that. Both sides are the same. In fact, both sides, you know, leaned into their own, le- you know, like, like both, yeah, one side leaned into their- false idols of doctors and experts and and they're just as guilty as the people doing ivermectin i feel like there's a false equivalency you're trying to establish for neutral for a fake neutrality yes i do agree that people on the left do they're not perfect there there is there is still a little bit of sanding left to be done on this project but when you're looking at the at what's at the jalopy on the other side but the equivalency isn't between what a specific thing an individual did is. It's whether or not they're able to see the flaws in the partisanship of their own reasoning versus the other side. Can they see the hypocrisy? Can you look at that thing and be like, man, I was really wrong about that. And that changes my broader ideas about the world, right? Can you say, listen, I used to actually have this super simple, really kind of if I admit it, childish idea in my head that it was like, women are always getting the shorter end of the stick. Now I see that women mostly have a much harder time in money of our modern day societal things, but there are certain arenas where they're actually the most privileged group. And so it would be silly to think that we have this 
monolithic thing that could thereby be the measure by which we gauge our society. And if you think that's not real, then bring those discrepancies up and watch the excuses you'll get. Because I'll tell you, Damien, before I brought this up to you, I brought it up with those numbers and I will show you the excuses I got. So my point is this, because I think th this actually stirred up a bunch of comments with the first uh, episode, actually first two episodes. And I wanted to come back and, and have everybody think about this, because I bet everybody thinking at home right now. Whatever your deeply held beliefs are, there is something about that that you are factually wrong on. There's something about that that you're morally wrong on. And by morally wrong, I was talking, I'm, I'm referring to the type of things that we talked about before about taking a cross country flight for no reason and, and contributing a significant amount of your greenhouse gases or, or something along those lines, right? For almost everything you are sure of that you are right in and that the other person is wrong in, there is something almost certainly that you have flipped. The only way to get to the best possible set of beliefs or circumstances or ways to live your life is to be open first and foremost to the idea that that specific thing is wrong, that your overall ideology is wrong, and even harder, the hardest part, that that other side that you desperately surely think is wrong is actually probably right in a lot of ways that would piss you off if you knew about it. You know, you're right, Bobby. And I do thank you for bringing this up because nobody's perfect. And as and as we say, like, I'm constantly learning. I've said, how, like, I'll probably have one or two more paradigm shifts of my thinking before I die. Sure. Sure. And so, and I think that is, nobody is perfect. I have known people who are right about 99% of things and very left, but it's like, they just do not believe. You could be a uh, population scientist talking to them about a field and they'll still think that, like, nope, population science, that's eugenics. That is something that a, a wealthy elite say to hoard resources. And, yep. and I could not convince them out of that. So yes, there is stuff like that, but I mean... <laughs> I mean there's, a, there's an entire movement called organic foods that I really don't think is being run by Ted Cruz. I mean... Like you, I mean, you are somebody who's like right on a lot of things, but there are things I don't think you're right on. Like, uh, oh, like 100%. One I'm wrong on a, a bunch of shit. Yeah, I mean, like, like uh, one time you were, we were talking about uh, the justice system, and and uh, and you had cited, at, well, no, no, we were talking about the justice, and you had cited uh, a, a DA that you knew, and like to to refute, like, uh, and maybe not to refute the point because it wasn't the uh, article we were talking about, okay, but like the the point like refuted like tons of data that we know about the criminal justice system, and I was like. I'm like in my head. I don't. That probably wasn't what was happening. But in my head, I was thinking that's probably a bias of Bobby's because he was he Could be. is he was he was born uh, in a ant in a commie hating family, and, and there will always be, be that bias. And to be fair, communists, the authoritarians, sure, almost killed well whatever yeah. your family's maiden name was. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. You have uh, your you you know you have we all have our biases. But in my mind, I was like that's a bias of Bobby's. I think. Could be, could be. And listen, everybody has biases. I have a bunch of them. My favorite thing is to find out when I am wrong about something because I can then be right about it. And also it's more of like, it's an interesting discovery. Oh, look, I was wrong about this. But in order to do that, and this is hard for me too, you have to divorce yourself from your ideas and you have to pull your ego out of your thoughts so that you're actually looking at what is real in the world, not what you want to be real. What is real in the world, not what goes with the paradigm you thought of. What's real in the world, not what's this black, Black and white, those are bad guys, and we are good guys thing. We are literally living in a time where, I, throughout most of American history, Bobby, I would say you're right. But we just, we had a fucking insurrection, and we're fighting off fascism. It's not like, like, Bobby, 
Stop trying to pacify people. We need people up in arms. <laughs> and that is how you change your mind. And that is how you become a better scientist. Thank Drop you so much for joining us. Come on back next week for Science Faction 629. I'm too passive to fight them. They're going to make me do every back to Bobby Hell. You've been listening to Science Faction. Wait, that's not right. Thank you.